Capital of the world. A Smith screen. Hosey will defend. Oh! LeBron James with no record for human life. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Oh! Flight 9 is cleared for landing. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. And Saul says, pay pass a big ticket. T.C. Martin. Oh, here comes the Birdman. Flapping his way. Soaring for a sweet flush. When you're all dynamically designed with that hairdo, you can do those kinds of things with that sweet mohawk. The doctor is now in. Unos, dos, tres. Olé. Olé. And we are live from the Thomas and Max Center, the NBA Summer League TC Martin Ballpark. Frank, my man Jazzy Jeff, back in action here again. Usually seeing Jazzy Jeff on, on Aces game days, but you know this is a, this is a flashback. Jazzy Jeff making it happen here. Numbchuck back in the studio. I want to thank Bill Lambier for joining us last hour. And the man, the myth, the legend, Spencer Haywood in the house back with us again. The superstar, the NBA Hall of Famer, the four-time All-Star, the scorer, the rebounder. What is happening, my man? Oh, everything is wonderful. I, I just went down on the floor and... You get some jumpers? I got no. I didn't put up any jumpers. They were playing, play? but I need. I want to. <laughs> I mean, I want to do some analytics. Uh, shoot some threes. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Listen, man. Okay, so I got. We got a lot of stuff to touch upon with you, but you're talking about three. I got this weird flashback. Okay, and I, you're probably not even aware of this. Okay. All right. So. We got a little movie stuff, and you were in The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh. I sure was. You were? Okay. Yes. So I'm going to get that in a minute. But there was okay. another movie that you actually had a reference in that uh, a lot of my compadres talk about all the time. It was called The Gambler with James Caan. James Caan. You, you, you remember that movie? <laughs> and it was also in The Deuce recently. In The Deuce. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. Look at this. This guy. Okay. Look at this. Very nice. Okay. Yeah. But do you know you had a reference at the end of that movie in The Gambler? Mm-hmm. Do, do you realize that you had a reference in there? I did have a reference, you, but I can't remember. I'm going to tell it to you. Tell me. So, so, Jay, so James Conn, I can't remember what his character's name was. He's sitting in the bathtub. And remember he, the story that he's a professor uh, back in, in, in a university in New York City. And this guy's betting on the NBA. He's betting on all the games. So he pushed all the chips forward. It was like he bet a ton of money on the Lakers and the Supersonics. So he's sitting in the bathtub, and he's drinking, he's smoking a cigar, <laughs> and he's listening to the game, and he bet on the Lakers. I think the Lakers are favored like by three and a half or something like that. Yes. And he's listening to the game. There's Chick Hearn the call, and he's thinking he's got this game won. And he goes, Spencer Haywood from the corner. It's good. And he just went. No, Spencer Haywood killed me. But then again, Spencer Haywood fouled Jerry West. And Jerry West is going to the free throw line. Because remember back in those days, it was three to make two, Three right? to make two, yes. Jerry, the legend, the logo, missed all three free throws. <laughs> and he lost his bet. But lost his bet. Exactly. Wow. Because of Spencer Haywood. Because of me. <laughs> and, and that's how you know it's a movie, because Jerry West missed all his three all free of throws. three free throws. <laughs> right. A perfect example. Right. <laughs> How could they get that? Because it sounded like it was it was Chick Hearn. It was like a real game. Yeah. So I'm just I always wondering. Well, did, maybe Jer- did Jerry miss three in a row? I never knew that. Yeah. That one that, that sounds kind of far fetched. It, it does, but, right? Right. Yeah. 
Right. I mean, if you I say mean, Will Chamberlain, right? Yeah, yeah. Ch- Ch- Chick Hearn could have easily just dubbed that in. He I mean, he he did do an episode of Gilligan's Island, which I remember quite <laughs> oh, well. Oh, he did. So, yeah, Chick Hearn was on oh. Gilligan's Islands once. Oh, okay. Wait a minute, we Marianne. Major, yeah, the Professor and Marianne. Were you a Marianne or Ginger guy? Ginger, of course. Yes, yeah, yeah. See, a lot of people like Marianne. You know, there it is. But uh, yeah, major motion picture, and then you bring in Gilligan's Island. I, look well, you started with, with that. the fish that saved Pittsburgh, this which was a good movie. But yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely a niche movie. A lot of people probably haven't seen it. I'd like to see it again just to see what what I remember from it, and what I'd be like, oh yeah, I forgot about that part. Or yeah. was it as corny uh, now as it was back then? Right? <laughs> it was corny. It, right? It really so was. So you were in it. I was in it. You played for New York. I played for New York. I remember that. Yes. See? And Connie Hawkins was in it. Yeah. Julius Irvin was, right. you know, yeah. he, was, yeah. he was in it. And listen, uh, Bill Russell is being inducted into the Hall of Fame on, on, on this September, September the 9th, uh-huh. the weekend. And um, he has requested for his presenters, Charles Barkley, Spencer Haywood, Bill Walton, uh, Alonzo Mourning, and somebody else I'm missing. Anyway. Wow. Yeah, and Julie Servant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The doctor, <laughs> yeah, of course. Forget about the doctor, yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah. So any truth to the rumor that you were dating Mona? Mona, the, Mona, Mo- Mona. <laughs> Mona was the, the one in the movie. I was her name, oh. Mona. <laughs> I was like, I, was I dated uh, Iman. Uh, I know Iman. Yeah, we, we heard that. That was famous. Right, yeah, right, right. she's famous. We were married for 12 who years. Was Mona, who played Mona in The Fish and Save Pittsburgh? Frank, you're a big, big guy. Get that Yeah, up. but I haven't seen that movie in <laughs> yikes. Yikes. That a, was her name, A long right? time. That was, yeah, that was her Mona, she was yeah. the, she could see it all. She could see it all, yeah. She the could psychic. see everything. The psychic. Yeah. 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 Uh, Stocker Channing. Stocker Channing was. There, yes. There you go. See, I thought Frank would be all over that. Frank, come on. I, I'm sorry, man. I, I, I have it, You know, it, it doesn't even come on replays of old movies and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah this guy watches all, all the old stuff. Yeah. So talk about the making of that movie. What was it like? How long were you there to do that? And, and how about the basketball scenes? Well, the basketball scenes were, were pretty real because we just played, and they set up the cameras so that we would just have – real action and they would make the, they would make the cuts but we were all in Pittsburgh uh, Connie Hawkins was hosting us okay and and so Julius he had the special locker room because he was he was the star right right <laughs> and the little kid uh, it was a little kid in the movie that yeah. was uh, pushing everything so we had a great time in Pittsburgh we went all over the city and we would go back and start shooting the film and we would just play basketball, and they would take snippets. Because everybody could play. Right. And, and, and even the Globetrotter guys. Because uh, we had, um, what's the famous Globetrotter? Curly Neal, Metalark Lemon. Metalark Lemon, yeah. 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 He was in there, yeah. And, and you played actual basketball players, not cartoon characters. <laughs> right. Oh. 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 What are you implying? Yeah. <laughs> Just saying, you know. Just saying. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. Space Jam, too. When, when yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think Speedy Gonzalez has the side to go in amongst the trees. I just no, don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Bugs was pretty dominant with, with Michael Jordan in that original Space Jam. He, he sure was. was. He was. You know, a funny thing happened in that original Space Jam. Uh, my daughter, I went over to her school, and I was to make a presentation and speak. And she was uh, five years old or six years old at the time. So... 
they was making this big speech about Spencer Haywood being this. And so they brought me down on the floor, and she was there to present me. And they said, young lady, how did you learn how to play basketball? And, and everybody was, the tagline was, my dad. <laughs> but she said, Michael Jordan is Space Jam. <laughs> See? See? The power of Hollywood, right? Power of Hollywood. It is. Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. Well, and, and who knows? Maybe it was Bugs' girlfriend, the Babe's Bunny or whatever, that, you know, encouraged her to get into the basketball. Get into the game. You and know? She played uh, Division One at uh, Northern Illinois University. The Huskies. I, I won a semester okay. out there. Okay, yeah. okay. And I, <laughs> well, what happened after the other semesters? But anyway. <laughs> I, I had to go back and to so, work and say, help, help support my family. <laughs> so... That daughter is now a doctor, and she has encouraged me to get involved in medicine and trying to recruit young people to Roseman University and trying to get us to understand that, you know, we, we're falling so far behind in vaccines and vaccination in this state. And it is because, you know, African-Americans don't want and they have suspicion. So we, we got to create some doctors. We need to do the same kind of recruiting and the same kind of stance that I took to change the rule in basketball. And now we're doing it in medicine. We need to get more Hispanics and more blacks. We're only at, what, 5% mm -hmm. of the doctors in America. Spence. And so there's a lot of problems, you know, with uh, when they say, well, you know, can you go to your doctor? And and black people are afraid to go. Yeah. 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 It, it's, uh, it, it's great to have you here it, to not only talk about basketball, but talk about that, what mm -hmm. you're doing right now, the fairness and access, uh, you know, in, in medicine. And you bring up a great point that, and we were talking about this earlier, mm -hmm. you know, we talk about Kurt Flood. What he did to baseball, yeah. Spencer Haywood is that to the NBA. Yeah, I was in court basketball. at the same time. Yeah, we were at court. That's, we was in court. We were talking about uh, that. Yeah. Kurt Flood and Muhammad Ali, and they were like looking at me like, "What are you doing here? You're 20. You're 21 years old. What are you doing in here?" You're like, and, "Yeah, but at 20, I'm a veteran. I was just the I'm MVP of the Olympic team. Yes, I was right. 19 the MVP, then, and I was the MVP <laughs> of the ABA. ABA. And I was playing at the same time that I was at the Supreme Court." Denver Rockets, by the way, doesn't seem right, but that—that's who we played for, the Denver yeah. Rockets. Rockets. That was crazy. And guess why? The, why was the name Rocket? Rockets. You tell, you tell me. Because the truck line that rings beyond who owned the team was Rocket Service. Oh, okay. That's. It wasn't about the Rockets. That's a literally. You know, we're talking about you know, a sponsorship, sponsorship. deal. That. that that's how they had to survive back in those they days. They had to survive back mm -hmm. then, yeah. yeah. Somehow Denver, we've got a problem, just doesn't sound the same. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and we used to fly on this Aspen Airway Airlines that he owned, so we, we couldn't go over the Rockies and to get into Denver. We had to go through the Rockies. Wow. Heroin. Wow. Ex experience wow. there. So One night we had a drop of like 1,000 feet. Woof. Not, and Lonnie not, Wright, not, not Lonnie the Wright one more thing, Lonnie Wright, who played football yeah. for the Denver Broncos and the Denver Rockets, he didn't waste his scotch. He held on to it. <laughs> that sounds like a Bill Cartwright move. That's what, yeah. that's what Big Bill does. Big Bill, Big yeah. Bill, oh, Big Bill loves his scotch. Yes, sir. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, this is ironic that Dr. Christina Madison, who comes on our show all the time, yes. it was actually supposed to be here today, she vaccinated all of us. 
And she vaccinated Maybe you me. as well, too. Yeah. And Twice. And her, she's with Roseman University, yes. so we're always uh, talking and promoting Roseman University. Mm-hmm. And that's who uh, you're, you're basically in business with is Roseman yes. University. And basically their spokesperson along with uh, Christina. So yes. it's a small world, isn't small it? Small world. Yeah. And I'm just volunteering to try to help and yeah. encourage people. Not only that, but listen, we as Nevadans... Or Nevadans, or how do we say that? I think you're right the first time. Nevadans. Yeah. Look, there's no R. In we there. are in the service industry. We have people coming in from all over the world. We need to back up because we not we need to stay alive. You know, in terms of our business, in terms of uh, uh, trade shows, everything. We need to be in presentable shape so that we can invite people to come here so we don't want to like fall behind and right now we're, we're falling behind we had a 40 percent raise uh jump let me in the last you, two weeks, or three why, weeks why do you think people especially in the black community and the hispanic mm-hmm. community are so what's the word i'm looking hesitant. for hesitant about getting vaccinated because i know in the in the african-american or black community all of a sudden, everybody's putting online. You know what about the, the syphilis uh, back when 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 they didn't give you the vaccine, which was the opposite. But they got it backwards. They were like, "Well, they vaccinated me. They gave me syphilis." No, they didn't. They did in a study group, but they didn't vaccinate you. And they also, you're talking about. Remember when George Washington was the founder of this country was like. You know, moving in and, and taking land or whatever he was doing. <laughs> he was taking land because, uh, you know, the Native Americans had smallpox because yeah. they brought it right. over from Europe and dropped the blankets. He had to vaccinate all of his troops. Right. That's what we're living in right. in America now. Right. Yeah. So it's been going on for years and years and years. But, you know, blacks and Hispanics, because we don't see doctors, we don't know any doctors like us. So we're like... I'm not going in there, you know, and that's 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 a bad thing, and we just need to wake up and move a little fo- move forward right now, because my guys out in out in out in uh, Tonopah and all those places, you know, because I play golf all around all around town, even though I haven't played with Bill Lambeer, but. Hey, that's another story. Hey, and, and we did bring it up to him. We said that you wanted to kick kick his ass on the golf course. He just laughed. Well, he, just, he, he said he's still working in yeah, your retires, yeah. so you have an advantage. So you, I have an advantage. Yeah, you can now. play all the time. <laughs> so, I mean, we just need all of us to okay. get involved. You know, it's like when when we were working with – I was just hamming, hamming it up with the NBA – I mean, with the USA basketball team before they left. And – we were all pulling all of the NBA players, former NBA players, Hall of Famers, Bill Russell, Oscar, all of us are pulling for the U.S. Olympics to win. Well, we're in, we in the same Olympics right now yeah. with, this, with, this, with this virus that's rolling up right. on us. So we need to play to win. Spencer Haywood uh, joins us here. We're live at the Thomas and Mack Center, the NBA Summer League. And Spencer is on the Dean's Advisory Council for mm-hmm. Roseman University. And, again, just a big advocate, a big proponent for the fairness and ac- uh, access uh, in medicine with Roseman University and everybody, again, encouraging uh, 
the African-American and the Hispanic communities to get vaccinated. vaccinated. Absolutely uh, correct, my friend. Yes. And, uh, you know, we appreciate your, your diligence uh, with all that. Uh, speaking of us, let's go back to, to Team USA. Been very vocal here leading up to the Olympic Games, and, and I'm glad that they, Team USA won the gold medal. But we watched them, Spencer, as you did too, yeah. struggle in those exhibition games. And it did not look like this team could win the gold medal, maybe not even medal. But even though they had a, a very good roster, it was not the best roster. It was not our best NBA players no, that wasn't. we are accustomed to seeing and sending over there. Yeah. What was your take about the roster that was put together? And you got, you got a chance to spend time with these time guys with here these in guys, Vegas yeah. while they're training here. Well, the roster was a little different. And his Popovich way, he was sort of like Hank Iber was with us in the 68 Olympics. He wanted certain players in certain positions. Because, again, uh, we cut. For his system, basically. Yeah, for his yeah. system. Yeah. We cut Pete Maravich, who was averaging 44 points a game. I'm going to fall over. We fall, I know. We Every cut, time I hear that we story. Cut, <laughs> we cut, pistol, we cut uh, Rick Mount. Who Your was former teammate, Pistol Pete. Both yes. Was, yeah. And, Both of yeah, guys. Yeah. 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 So. That's me from 68. That's right. 145 points. And there's some guys underneath there. You know, they, they did pretty good, too. Yeah, Charles Barkley, Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan, Oscar Jerry Robert. Lucas, and Oscar <laughs> Robertson. And, uh, but that guy on top up there. Kevin Durant passed you up, man. He passed me up. Yeah. How do, you, how do you feel about that when you have – I always like asking athletes that. When you have a record that stands for so long, do you actually – 44 years. Yeah. He passed me up shooting threes. Exactly. That shouldn't count. How, yeah, it does how do you feel? How do you feel about that? I, I mean, love is, it. I love you're it okay with it? Yeah, Durant is my guy. I, right. I is he aware him. of it though? I mean, is he aware of the yes, history? Yes, yes, yes. He and he, I talk. Okay, you know, good. So he's he's cool. Okay, because yeah. sometimes we wonder we about Sonic. the younger generation. Oh, hey, all of these players in the summer league is under the Spencer Hayward rule. I go up to him and say, "Hey, man, I'm Spencer Hayward." They're like, "Who are you? What do you, <laughs> what do you want?" <laughs> And I'm like, oh, okay, because I've only created $32 billion in player revenue right. <laughs> for NBA players. Right. Well, well, not only that, but like you mentioned, the younger players, and I asked TC that uh, when you joined us a little bit earlier when you uh, stepped aside for a minute because we had Bill and Beer on, but I asked him if most of these players were aware of you and the impact you had and stuff like that. And I'm wondering also with how you were the precursor to what's going on in the NBA today, Kind of the stuff that you set in motion, and that also leads to the things going on now with even college athletes with the, the, the likeness thing and the being able to promote themselves and that kind of stuff. What, what kind of game changer would that have been back in your day back then if oh you could have gone God. to school and you could have, I mean, you could have been. <laughs> and you wouldn't Spencer, have had a Supreme yeah, Court ruling. Yeah, you, right. you would have been Spencer Haywood Incorporated in school in without school. having to do the other stuff, and you could have still gone yes, to the Olympics because, and everything else. Yes, because what happened was my mother was picking cotton in Silver City, Mississippi for $2 a day. I had to make some money to save my family. So, yeah, it would have been a, a great thing. So the one thing that is happening now with Adam Silver and the Michelle Roberts, who is our CEO of the Players Association, sure. they're getting ready to change the name to the Spencer Haywood Rule because for years it's been called uh, hardship, yeah. early entry, yeah. right. one and done. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
And I'm sitting right Nothing here. Nothing official. I'm like, right. I'm like, well, hey, what about me? Yeah. <laughs> it's my ruling. It's Haywood versus the NBA. Right. Call it the Spencer Haywood rule. Right. So they finally get it in, getting around to it so that the young players will know. And then they can identify with that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Why, was the, why did it take so yeah. long? Politics. Politics. <laughs> you, no, you can because you don't, you don't sue the NBA and walk away scot-free. Right. I mean, it took right. me 27 years to get into the Hall of Fame. Right. I had to wait. 2015. Think about this. This guy played in the late 60s, throughout the 70s, <laughs> and it took him to 2015 to get into the, the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Absurd. Absurd. But it, it happens. You know, I know. All of these I things know. happen on God's time. is not on mine. Honestly. So I can relax and be cool about how, it. How, how bitter were you during during the 90s and the 2000s, the early 2000s? I was a little upset. Yeah. But uh, as JoJo White would say, I was pissed off to the highest degree of pissivity. Okay. <laughs> so let me ask you. What, That's my former yeah, teammate like, in course. the Olympics. Yeah. Let me ask you, what do you think turned it? What turned it is people got a chance to know me and see me. Because before I was a recluse, I didn't want yeah. to be, you know, ostracized. I had yeah. been so, so put down, put down for so, so many years up until 2015. I was like this guy who. Messed up college basketball, as we know it. Messed up college football, as we know it. He brought in all these young guys into the NBA. And, oh, my God, they, they can't play right now. They need to wait for four years in college. What is he? What? That's the guy, Spencer. Mm-hmm. So I was that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Spencer Haywood, the legend, yeah. the NBA Hall of Famer. Well, and it certainly is, it's appropriate here that we're talking to you at the Thomas and Max Center in Las yeah. Vegas because – Certainly, UNLV fans and Las Vegans know about what happens when people go against basketball. Mm-hmm. I believe there's a statue there's out there of Jerry Tartanian outside. Who, he, he had a little thing going on with the NCAA, yes. and uh, UNLV got a little backlash from that for yes. several years. Yes, of course. Jerry, oh, my God. I just wish it had happened earlier mm-hmm. for Jerry right. because I wanted him to enjoy the fruits of his label. And let me just tell you one more thing. A little history that you guys don't know. Jerry Tarkanian, am I saying it properly? Yes. Yes. Tark was my coach for junior college when we went to the Olympic trials in in Albuquerque, New Mexico. He had a junior college team. And he was telling everybody down, I got the best player in all of this. And, And later on, Hank Ibert came to him and said, you're damn right. And we're taking him number one. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my Jerry. That, no, that's, that's Jerry. And so we always... see, it, it all comes back to Space Jam. I took a wrong trip at Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs> wrong turn at Albuquerque. Space Jam. Boy. It's, it's, it's all cyclical. See what you get here. This is what you get on the show. Especially I get, love it. You get it all. You get it all. That's it. Right. And we haven't even dove into food yet. Oh, we're always diving into food too. So you're yeah. lucky. You're lucky we haven't got into that. Well, please. <laughs> uh, I live with a vegan. There you go. How often, you, how often <laughs> you get uh, by to see the Las Vegas Aces? I see two games, and I'm okay. going to see a lot more when they get back and get back at the play. I think they start up Sunday. On Sunday. I want, yeah. I, want to, I want to see you out there. We'll get you on the pregame show. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, right there. So, okay, so, so, definitely. Uh, this man is a legend. Uh, he is a guy that I idolized when I was growing up. I wanted to shoot the ball like Spencer Haywood. 
you don't know how many references that you had in my neighborhood, my yes. friend. You did. And uh, it was great watching you play. It was great following the court case and that sort of thing. But what's even better for me right now is sitting here with you knowing that uh, you are beloved by so many people. Yeah. And we need to get the word out not only with uh, – these current NBA players, mm-hmm. they, they need to recognize what came before them and what you created and the yeah. billions of dollars that you have created for this league. Uh, but also now uh, let people know what you're doing with Roseman University Thank you. And, and the vaccination because, again, this thing is we hope it gets better. But with the second, this Delta strain, Delta strain and everything else that's coming here, yeah. I mean, we, we're big advocates here for we people getting vaccinated. For, for, and we for, do it for Las Vegas. Yes. I mean, Absolutely. we are the host. Look at all of these yes. people. They come to visit us. Yes. So let's protect them by vaccinating. And, and not only has this been the entertainment capital of the world, the boxing capital of the world, this now, is now the, the sports capital of the world. sports right? capital of right? the world. Right. And a little tip soon come. NBA basketball. That's it? Not just summer league. Are you calling uh, outright expansion team or are you talking relocation? Tell us what you're thinking. There's two options. Mona, look in that that crystal ball, Mona. What do (laughs) you say? Mona, look in that crystal ball. Pittsburgh, look in that crystal ball. I mean, there is a couple of teams trying to maneuver to get here. Uh, you know, and and the expansion, we already expand. We're, we're we're getting ready to open up for Seattle for the Seattle SuperSonics, right. and so as always, the NBA, where there's new hockey teams, they bring in t- uh, two basketball teams. So you right. have to keep the balance. So you have Seattle, Correct. and you have Las Vegas, the two expansion mm-hmm. teams. And one more thing, Gary Bettman, Bettman mm-hmm. was the deputy commissioner under David Stern for the NBA. Yes. Yep. So it's all in the it, crystal ball, it, my it, friends. It, <laughs> hey, one more thing I want to bring up. We talk about Seattle, okay? Yeah. Uh, very good friend of mine because I'm a Sacramento native. Yes. James Donaldson is running for mayor of Seattle. Yes. And James comes on the program quite, okay. quite often as well, too. Talk about what it means to Seattle to get the Supersonics back oh. and, and, and talk about what that was like. Because you were there. You, yeah. you know it yeah. uh, when they left to go to OKC. Well, to get them back is just an incredible thing. Because, you know, we didn't, we didn't the OKC didn't take the name, right. the brand, and our jerseys. Lenny Wilkins, my jersey. Those classic Garrett green Payton, and gold. All, Gus all Williams, about, baby. Yeah, our jerseys. Downtown are Freddie in the Brown. Downtown Freddie Brown and Nate McMillan. The, Nate McMillan. Yeah. I, I remember Jack Sigma with there that little with that, the, that, 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 behind exactly. the head shot from the baseline don't all forget, the time. Don't forget the permed hair, too. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. I used to perm my hair like Jack Sigma. Jack Sigma. <laughs> so, you know, like going into the new arena. The, it's yeah. key arena, but right. it's just been dug out and re- revamped. The name of the driveway is Lenny Wilkins Way. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Like, the the, the driveway that's going, probably going to T-Mobile is going to be Jerry Tarkanian Way. That's absolutely correct. 
See, so we have our both teams. See, I, I was a big Washington Bullets fan back in the day. Oh, my God. And so when the bullet, Bullets beat the Sonics in 78, yes. 79, then the Sonics got him back that next year. Next year. I yeah. know. See, so yeah. I got a little love-hate relationship well, with those Sonics. You know? West on sold on the Big E. The, the Big E. Bobby D. Bobby D. He's yep. going in this yep. year as, yeah. into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Phil Chenier. Phil Chenier. Oh, I, can go, I can do this Ooh, all day. Lord. Kevin Greavy. Kevin Greavy. Grease. <laughs> That's right. Grease is on the baseline. Hey, hey, by the way, real quick, I was going to throw this in with you doing all the stuff with Roseman University and the shot and that kind of stuff. It'd be cool if uh, they said something like, you know, from a man who averaged 30 and 20, the best shot Spencer ever took was the shot in the arm. Yo! Dr. Christina Madison, where are you at now, girl? Where are you, girl? No, you better get her on the phone right now. You better get her on this right now. You call her right now. Things like that pop in my head, so I just had to share them. Jason is here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a hashtag, exactly. Yeah. And what people probably don't remember, this guy, you know where he went to school? Detroit Mercy. Detroit Mercy. Don't even before call it then, Detroit, don't even call it Detroit it was, Mercy anymore. Before, no, before it was the University of Detroit. That's right. And now we seem like we're begging. Yeah. Detroit Mercy. Yeah. No, that's not, that's not <laughs> good. No, that's because when he started going there, every team they played against him, goes, show us some mercy. He's, he's us killing us mercy. out here on their court. <laughs> hey, Dick Vitale didn't coach you, right? No, it was, he was Bob at, Callahan. Yeah, Bob yeah, Callahan, right. Yeah, Callahan yeah. Hall, right? Callahan Hall. There you go. See? That's the name of the arena. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Awesome. Okay, Spencer, we appreciate you, man. We could do this all day, and yeah. we, we got to have you back. But, but I'll be back. I'm yeah. gonna. I'll see you at the game. There you go. What game? There you go. I'm seeing you Sunday at the Aces. Yes, at Aces. Yeah, yeah he, he does the play-by-play, so he's there every game. You're, you're yes. my you're my halftime guest. Yes. You, boom! It's it's science he'll deliver. That's my engineer right there. You're gonna see us. There it is. Jazzy Jeff in the Jazzy flash. Jeff? That's yeah, it. It's Jazzy Jeff. Oh, man. He's Where's the... Will Smith? I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> the only guy oh, there he is. There he is. Hey, Leo Wilcox. <laughs> oh, yeah. NBA. Exactly. Everybody's hey, here. Baby. Everybody's here today. Yeah. All right, brother. We appreciate right. you, man. Appreciate Good you. seeing you. Spencer okay. Haywood, the legend, the NBA Hall of Famer in the house. Much love, man. All right, uh, we come back. Sam the Man Gordon's going to join us. We start talking NBA Summer League. a tough act to follow. I know. <laughs> <laughs> T.C. Martin Show on a thunderous Thursday live from the Thomas and Max Center. NBA Summer League. <laughs> Logic and insanity mixed into a perfect prescription from the Dr. T.C. Martin. NBA Summer League here on this Thursday. T.C. Martin, Ballpark Frank, Jazzy Jeff here, Numchuck back in the studio, Spencer Haywood in the house with us, Bill Lambert. Uh, appreciate everyone for joining us here. And now we bring in our good friend, Sam the Man Gordon from the Las Vegas Review Journal. And it is covering the NBA Summer League here for the RJ, as well as boxing, UNLV, Raiders. Uh, the list just goes on and on. Uh, what? What? What else? Uh, lacrosse, croquet. You got it. What, what you else got you got? It. Man? Everything under the sun. You know you are going to be covering lacrosse here when they come as well, too. I might be. <laughs> I wouldn't. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. And of course, starting Sunday again, the Aces in there as well. So. Yeah, absolutely. Did I not say the Aces? I thought you mixed it, but it should have been right. We can say top. it again. Yeah, we can exactly. say it again for good That's measure. Right. Right. The Las Vegas Aces beat reporter. Hey, I'm, I'm sorry to give you some bad news here on, wait, wait. on the spot, and you, and you probably heard this uh, five minutes ago, but uh, you're going to get bumped from the uh, the halftime show on on, on Sunday. Ah. You're getting bumped by Spencer Haywood. I am. <laughs> I'm hurt, TC. Okay. Now, now we've only bumped you before for Mark Davis, Andre Drummond, 
let's see. I think and Spencer Haywood. So I okay, mean, all right. You know, I, I, I at least when I, you get bumped, you get bumped for good some, reason. From a little bit of royalty, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I, I guess I can, I can accept yeah. that. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Is he going to be in the green room, the green room on standby? Or? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be back down on the court side, though, aren't you? I believe so. Yes, yeah. you are. I, I certainly hope so, right? I, I think I, I filled the paperwork out correctly. <laughs> you, 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 I don't know if you passed the test or not yet. I guess you, we'll find out yeah, someday. Exactly. Yeah, Check all the right boxes, all that stuff. All right. Hey, you, uh, like us, man, you, you've been here a lot uh, yeah. covering the Summer League yeah, over yeah, the yeah. years. We missed it last year. It, it's, it's good to be back. Uh, give me your take about uh, the first uh, five, six days of the Summer League so far. Feels like summer league, TC. I mean, now, granted, it, look, there, some of the days are, I think are a little a little slower than yeah. maybe they have been in years past. But I was out here. I've been out here pretty much every day, at least for a portion. And it's good energy. It's good energy. You have the crowd. The crowds are engaged. People here love basketball. And, of course, you have the who's who of the NBA uh, teams, uh, staff, team staff, agents, other players. I mean, this is not only is it a great basketball event, but it's become the, the premier networking event of the NBA offseason. So, for me, uh, from my perspective, uh, it feels a lot like how it normally does. I feel like the protocols have been pretty effective for the most part. You know, I think people are being pretty responsible. Uh, but crowds are engaged. There's been great play. I mean, Jalen Green's been awesome. Jalen Suggs has been fantastic. Right. I've been really impressed with Davion Mitchell, the Sacramento Kings. Uh, his defense, right. I think, translates immediately to the NBA level on the perimeter. So um, I, I, it feels it's good to be back. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really good to be back. And it, it has that kind of comforting summer league, summer in Vegas kind of vibe. And, and I, I, it seems like people seem to be enjoying themselves. Yeah, and like you said, you know, some days are going to be uh, more attended than, than others. And mm-hmm. it definitely, you know, it, it, it does bring back the flashback. And I, I remember these days, I mean, we'd be jam-packed here. Yeah. You know, these yeah. corridors would be jam-packed. It's not quite that way, uh, you, know, you know, today. But I think this weekend we're definitely going to see that. Uh, people are masking up. Uh, people are being, uh, you know, uh, respectful. And like you said, the NBA has done a very, very good job of monitoring this and bringing it back. You yeah. know, because as we know, I mean, there's a lot of leagues that have been very, very hesitant about sure. bringing it back. WNBA is one of those. Yeah. They've been very slow to bring it back. And talking to Bill Lambeer just last hour, he was saying, you know, that uh, fans will actually get a chance to be in the building for the first time on Sunday. Season ticket, or rather individual game packages. Yep. There's five home games left of the regular season. Uh, you know, we're going to have fans back in the stands at the Mandalay Bay, the Michelob Arena, coming up this weekend. Yeah, we are. We're getting a kind of a good sense of what that's going to feel like, yeah. I think, here at Summer League. I think, yeah, again, people are responsible. People are being respectful. And um, with the Aces coming back, I mean, after a 15-6 and six start to the season, yeah. after some Olympic gold coming back to, to Las Vegas. Four golds, yeah, baby. Four golds, yeah, four golds. I think yeah. there's definitely going to be some energy in that arena come Sunday, especially because, look, let's not forget, there was no – I mean, fans, it's been two years yeah. since you can get a single game ticket or, you know, kind of any kind of package to come right. see the Aces. And mm-hmm. with as good as they are, I mean, they were good two years ago. This this is a real championship caliber team right. um, yeah. this year. I expect them to win the championship. So uh, I think there's going to be a good show, out, uh, good show out on Sunday from the fans as well. You know, we were talking to Bill. I'm going to ask you the same question yeah. that, I, that I asked him. You know, talking about Asia Wilson and seeing her play in the Olympic Games and in being one of the youngsters on this team. Playing with the likes of Sue Bird and yeah. Diana Taurasi, who have each won five gold medals, and you know Brianna Stewart is a little older than Asia, but but seeing her, Sam, just not just be part of this team, but be a starter on this team, and actually player of the game in several of oh, the yeah. games, to be like one of the best players, it's it, it really is a statement of how far she's developed. And what the Las Vegas Aces are all about as well, too. I mean, 100%. I mean, is, could there be a better face of the franchise right? that the Aces have? <laughs> right. I mean, just uh, checks all the boxes. was awesome uh, in Tokyo. Just every – it really – to me, 
we know she can score. We know she can rebound. We know she can defend. We know what she does on the court. But I think the fact that the best players in the world were deferring to her, right. it, that, that, exactly. shows, that shows you her leadership, her intangibles, her impact on her team, how much her teammates trust her. That's beyond just what her skill. Her skill is obvious. But as you know, TC, um, her personality, her selfless nature, I mean, that, that comes across in how she plays. And it came across in the Olympics playing with the best players in the world. And I think from a, a strictly a basketball standpoint, obviously she has a ton of success with the Aces. Statistically, very, very dominant player. We know that. But I think there were different kind of facets of her game that were unlocked playing alongside the rest of the great players where, look, it's not just on her. You know what I'm saying? The game plans aren't just constructed to stop her, to slow her down. You have everybody. You have the best three-point shooters. You have the best point guards. You have other great bigs that she's working with. And as a result, she was able to thrive in a lot of one-on-one situations, really able to to be effective. I thought she was excellent defensively the whole tournament. And and like you said – you know the, the face of USA basketball yeah. going forward. Really, right. she she led the she was the turn, uh, led the USA team in scoring. Yeah, um, she was awesome on the glass. She was super efficient. So uh, it's just like you said, it's a continued step in her growth and development. I mean, her resume already. Yeah. At, she just turned twenty five. is unbelievable. And I think there's going to be a chance, you know, come this fall to add some accolades to that resume as well. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but when I saw them play Japan and I saw her, Brittany Grinier, and the other bigs for Team USA, I almost felt sorry for Japan every time they tried <laughs> oh, to go yeah. down. Low. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and Brittany Griner was incredible too yeah. in that gold medal game. She's unbelievable. Yep. And to me, like watching those games and even see you could you could see the seeds of that happen here when when Team USA was playing their exhibition schedule here. This this version of this team was all about their size. Right. I mean, that's what it was, that's what no other team could contend with. Not that they didn't have good guards; they obviously had great guards. But it, I thought it was super smart of Don Staley. Look, we got bigs that they can't physically. We will wear teams out through the course of the game, and that's exactly what they right. did. I mean, that's when you got 6'8", 6'5", 6'4". You got Brianna Stewart, 6'4", on the wing. Yes. Like, that is a lot yeah. of size to contend with, and I thought Team USA really did a good and job we'll playing give, their strength. Uh, Chelsea Grace some love, too. She was awesome. She was, she was fantastic. Was, I mean, the, well the backup running, yeah. running when Sue Bird sat, yeah. she didn't miss a beat. Ran yeah. the show, was efficient, was effective, does what, doing what she did with Team USA, exactly what she yeah. does with the Aces. She just brings a calming presence, makes sure the ball gets where it needs to go. She was phenomenal as well. I want to see if you agree with me on yeah. that. And I'm not, I'm not asking you to agree at all. Yeah. But, my, but my viewpoint has been with Team USA Basketball, the men and the women, that this women's team is so enjoyable to watch because they put the best players out there. Uh, you don't see any women de- denying to go to the games or whatever. And you see the personality, the bubbly personality of Asia Wilson. Even Brittany Griner, a lot of people say, eh, you know, they've never really seen a personal side of her. And then, you know, Diana Taurasi and other people. It just seems like to me that watching the women was more enjoyable than really watching the men because of not having our best players kind of the roster influx and limbo and then maybe have a little bit of the attitude or the prima donna style that that some of the men have well if i mean the men have to they had kevin durant that's what it boiled down to right and and you know they did win gold congratulations to men for winning gold they took care of business but it was clunky right it was clunky some of those games were a lot closer than i think they needed to be this is obviously like we talked about before the games tc obviously not one of the best i mean one of the worst teams uh that that team usa put put forth and again credit to all those all all great players a lot of all-stars and whatnot but you knew you didn't have the upper echelon players and to your point about the women's team uh, I mean, I think it's really a credit to the culture that started 
started in 1996, you know, and going into those Olympics where you trained for a year, where it was emphasized, this is huge, this is everything, really triggered the foundation of the WNBA and, and, and whatnot, and I think there's an understanding there from this generation of players and, and, and generationally going forward that, hey, this is super, super important. This is an honor and privilege uh, for to wear this jersey, and I think that the best women in the world um, want to be a part of that more so than the men, and where, where the men, you know, it's been, I think, more... I don't like you said. It just doesn't. There's just not the same feel to it. There's it's not the, that conne- the, the, the co- connectivity, the cohesion. Well, right. Yeah, right. the uh, cohesion within the players. But I'm just saying uh, of how people feel about when they're watching that that Team USA women's basketball. Yeah. I mean, you you feel that sense of pride. You see everyone's on the same page. Yeah. yeah. But with the men, I mean, even after they won the gold medal, you see Kevin Durant and 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 Draymond Green with their Instagram posts and that sort of thing about oh we had all these doubters, we had all these haters. I mean, I mean, shelve that. I mean, you don't need to come out and say that you know it's when you're representing your country and i don't care if there's doubters or whatever i mean i mean me personally i think you should just shelf that and and, and it just comes across like you know it, it's just more individualistic than you know than you should be at an olympic games yeah and that's it's i, I hear i hear and what that's you're just saying the way i feel yeah i hear what you're saying and it's you know, watching the women play, again, so cohesive. There's, yeah. there's, they played. I felt with a lot more joy throughout the course yeah. of the the, the, the tournament. There, there was like, there was more pride. As where the men, it was almost like they have to win gold, and there was like this, you know, playing with some pressure, and it just, right. it didn't feel like it was as enjoyable. Save for certain stretches, second half against Australia. I mean, obviously there were times in the gold medal game where it clicked, and they seemed to be having a good time. Yeah. But yeah, just even being around here, being around the men's team here, and, and those virtual press conferences, there's just a little bit different feel to it. And again, I think it's a credit to the culture that USA basketball has built on the women's side that, Hey, this is still right. a premier source of pride and the best players, best American players in WNBA understand that and want to be a part of that where the men, I don't think it's perceived the same yeah. anymore. Well, you know, there's that old adage in sports of play for the name on the front of the Jersey, yep. not the back of the Jersey. When USA is what's on the front of the Jersey, you would think that would be even be heightened even more. And I don't know that it necessarily was in that, like you said, with the Instagrams and things like that out there. So, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I I think there is a little bit of a different pride there. And the women did seem to gel together quite a bit. And then you see uh, Tarasi and Sue Bird afterwards saying how five Olympics, we hope we've taught the other girls. And then, of course, Diana Tarasi kind of hinted that, well, you know, I might not be done yet. It's it's only three years till the next one. And if you're retiring and you got five, I can break the all-time record. Right, right, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, well, I I don't want to. I think there were definitely some, you know, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton. Oh, no, I think, and I don't want to disparage. Yeah, the, those, those the guys yeah. definitely yeah. wanted, you know, and it's a credit to those guys for wanting to be there, but I think your point, the top, top, top guys weren't there this year. That's yeah. just what it was, and maybe seeing some of the struggles or whatever you want to call it, maybe how it, because it wasn't as fluid as it had been in years past, and maybe in a few years, You'll get that feel that we've had with with on the men's side, you know, the past Hopefully Olympic they'll games. They'll be but, proud and they'll get back, and, and and the best players will want to go. Yep, but and, it, and not stay. But home. it was definitely different right. this year. There's no question, and it was reflected on the court with some of the struggles they had. Hundred percent. All right, Sam Gordon's joining us, Las Vegas Review Journal, talking about uh, the NBA Summer League here. So you mentioned a couple players, Jalen Suggs, Jalen yep. Green, who uh, outstanding. Uh, a guy who we've seen in this building the last couple uh, seasons do pretty well. Uh, as a rookie for the Sacramento Kings, and that's uh, uh, Namias K- Kada. Right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, he, he Mount, knows. Mount stand up. He, he 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 knows this building really well. I would love to see this guy uh, do well. Have you got a chance to see him play for the Kings? Uh, yeah, first yeah I've seen him a couple times. Yeah. Right now, that, I, I'm not going to sit here and say I was intently focused on him. Yeah, but 
some of the things that he did in college, right, protect the rim, run the floor, yeah. block shots, he's doing here. And it's really a remarkable story how far he's been yes. able to come in a few years, kind of a diamond in the rough that nobody necessarily expected this from. And I think he's going to, because of some of those defensive things that he has, he's going to have an, an opportunity to make a roster. And, again, I've been really impressed with the way he's run the floor. He's protected the paint, totally unselfish, uh, plays with energy and effort, doing a lot of things we saw him do here in the Mount West Conference out here now. And, and to go from, you know, a relative unknown to a second-round pick in just yeah. three years and, and and do it in this league where it's a little harder to make it. Very, right. It's a testament to his work ethic, his development as a player, and him understanding, hey, do do what you do well. Like, focus on your role. That's what got him here. He wasn't at Utah State trying to be, a you know, a 25 points per game guy. He was rebound, finish around the rim, play defense, and that got him a job, yeah. at least an opportunity to get a job. So while I got you here, yeah. uh, you, you wrote the story about Desiree Reed-Francois yes. leaving UNLV. Uh, today she had the press conference at universe at Missouri uh, accepted the job today and we was talking in the first hour about how a lot of the same quotes <laughs> that she said here on April 18th 2017 were very similar to what she said today at, at Missouri saying the same thing but anyway uh, bare bones why do you think she left here I understand it's SEC and that sort of thing, but you and I have kind of talked in the past a little bit that this was going to be a stepping stone job for, for her. Sure. Kind of talk about what you learned about you know her getting that job, getting the offer, and why she left UNLV. I mean, I just think she's very, very ambitious. I mean, you, you look at kind of her career trajectory. She's worked at, what, seven, eight, nine different schools. I mean, she has wanted to this, – this is something she's wanted for a long time and has worked tirelessly to get that opportunity. And, and um, it, you know, SEC school comes. Yep. Her son is going to be attending there as a student next fall. Uh, and they, you know, double her salary more or less. Oh, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a hard yeah. thing to say no yeah. to. But yeah. um, she – I think what she was able to provide here at UNLV, she was able to kind of there was there was some stability here that she helped provide. I mean, she was she over, she shepherded the era where the football team gets the complex right, where the football team starts playing in Allegiant Stadium. Multiple coaching hires. Uh, I think a lot of her legacy, or a lot of at least the way UNLV fans are going to remember her, is going to be dependent upon how Marcus Arroyo does and how Kevin Kruger does over the course of their tenures here. I think is still way too soon, but uh, she she was able to provide some stability and and obviously excels non-revenue sports. She did an incredible job hiring coaches on the non-revenue side, a lot of academic growth here, and, and oversaw, again, oversaw fundraising efforts that resulted in uh, in some major, major uh, changes with UNLV facilities. So uh, it, it was a natural progression. Uh, I mean, folks I, I've talked to aren't, aren't surprised by this. Right. She, she, This is what she wanted for a long time, and, and it was just about finding the right time and the right fit, and, and that happened to be Missouri. So best of, best of luck to her as she moves on to the next stage of her career. What do you think UNLV does in their search for an athletic director? I'm hearing uh, that there might be that, that an interim. There's going to be an interim name very, very, very soon. It could be as soon as tomorrow. Um, I thought there might be a chance we've heard some today. I uh, hadn't heard that yet. So, as soon as tomorrow, and then. Um I think the, the the hope is to have a full-time AD within the next six months, five, six months or so. So uh, whoever comes in is going to, again, have a program with top-tier facilities, right? You have a, a top-tier basketball arena that we're sitting in right now. Now you have a great football complex. You have Allegiant Stadium. Now it's about, okay, can you re-engage the community? Can you get the community to buy in and care about these programs again the way it used to? And then, B, can you get into a Power 5? Can you get into the Pac-12? Can you do what you have to do in the Mountain West to get to a bigger conference? Because let's face it, that's where the money is. This this Oklahoma-Texas thing, that's not where this is going to stop. Like those, <laughs> The dominoes, I think, are just starting oh, to yeah. fall. And it's either you get on a train or you're going to be left behind. Mm-hmm. And granted, you know, UNLV programs obviously haven't had the caliber of success that you would think would translate 
to a Power 5 conference, but there's potential here because of the facilities, because of the resources, and a cut because of the market. Now a, a massive market that other leagues, you know, Pac-12 has been playing. Their, they want their football championship here. They're playing their basketball championships here. Other leagues come here and congregate because it's a great market. There are great resources here, and uh, it's on whoever the next AD is to, to tap into that and make sure that they, they can get to a Power 5. You know, there are people that are kind of banging the drum for Lon Kruger <laughs> saying that. Uh, putting credence into that, I mean, Kevin's here. Lon's relocated back here. Uh, would that be something that he would want, and would he be the right guy for the job? Uh, I, 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 I get, you know, I've, I've saw the tweets. I saw right, a lot of right, a, a right. lot of stuff. I called Lon on Sunday, and he said, "Look, I want what's best for you and LV. I want them to hire somebody great. It's not me." Now, again, that was something, you know, who knows, right? Who right. knows? That doesn't. That was what he said at that time. Uh, but I do think he, he wanted to come out here to retire, to enjoy watching Kevin get his career going, to, to be around the grandkids, to not necessarily have to, to work a high-pressure job like that. But in terms of would he be a good fit uh, if he did want the job, I think for sure. I yeah. think for sure. Now, there, of course, there's, uh, there's the conflict that, you know, what if UNLV men's basketball struggles two, three years in a row? Right. And Lon's the AD, right? Yeah. Well, then what are you going to do? Yeah. But, but that aside – as well connected as it comes, I mean, he's coached in the NBA. He's coached all around the country. Yeah. He, he has those contacts. He has those relationships that could help get this thing going. And, and whoever they hire, presuming it's not Lon, I would imagine they target somebody with a lot of those same traits and characteristics. The relationships, the knowledge of what makes Las Vegas unique and special, and, and being able to draw on both of those things in order to propel this program where it needs to go. You mentioned reengaging the community and getting them behind you and LV again. How much more difficult is that in this day and age with the Golden Knights, with the Raiders, with the Aces, and with maybe the NBA and MLB, MLS? There's so many different things. All of a sudden, Vegas is now a pro sports town. Yeah, I think it's. I think that's. I think it's really, really hard. I mean, you got to come up with marketing plans. You have to come up with a way to better promote these products. Uh, and I think that's one thing that could really help. That is win. Right, the, I mean, the the the, the, pro, the community hasn't had much to stand by um, on the football field or on the basketball court. We're, we're going on what seven, eight years now that since an NCAA tournament appearance, uh, they haven't made a bowl game. I, have they ever made a bowl game for football? It's been if it if they uh, have, the Raisin Bowl back in uh, like uh, the eighties. There you go. You know what I'm saying? So it, like, if you start to win, I think the community get back gets back involved. But uh, Frank, to answer your question, I mean, man, like Gold Knights are the top draw in the NHL. The Raiders are an iconic, historic yeah. franchise with a brand new stadium that fans are clamoring to get into and the aces are probably the best team in the WNBA like it's not just running rebels anymore right. this market's changed and I think again whoever comes in has to understand we're not just we're, we're, we're competing against all these other things now it has to be really intentional about about developing a marketing plan about um, bringing the right re-engaging the boosters bringing the right kind of donors in and then uh, having the right staffs in place to, to win games because if 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 this basketball team gets good, uh, if the football team gets good, if the women's basketball team continues to develop the way it has under Lindy LaRock this past year, yeah. there will be interest. We, we know that there's, for all the pro sports, this town still cares about UNLV, right. but it's hard to care when the teams have struggled, and that's frankly been the case for the revenue sports you know, the last several years. you got to win. All right, brother. Uh, great stuff as always. Uh, watch his, uh, read his stuff, Las Vegas Review Journal, whether it's old school newspaper style or uh, online. What do you got coming up here real quick? Uh, just a little bit of boxing stuff, right? Pac- yeah. Pacquiao 
Ugas. Obviously, we all want a Pacquiao Spence, but I'm, yep. I'm going to have a profile on the senator coming next week. Good. Caught up with Nico Ali Walsh, the, uh, Muhammad Ali, yep. Ali's grandson. That's coming yep. out this weekend. And, then, of course, summer league coverage and Aces coverage uh, all weekend. So All there. See? Sam, Sam, Sam's mirroring what we're doing on the radio and we're, vice versa, man. Doing the best I can, fellas. Appreciate you having me on. You got it. There he is. Sam Gordon, Las Vegas Review Journal. All right. I want to thank Bill Lambier for joining us today. Uh, also, Spencer Haywood, the NBA Hall of Famer, for stopping by, spending some quality time with us. And, of course, Sam Gordon from the RJ as well. All right, so good stuff here. Glad to be back here at the NBA Summer League. Been a lot of fun. Come on out here and enjoy this. It'll go through uh, the middle of next week. So get your tickets. Cox Pavilion, Thomas and Mack Center. One ticket gets all the games, all 32 NBA teams in action here. And uh, so come on by. The Thomas and Mack Center got action going all the way to about 9 o'clock tonight to the final. Uh, Last game tonight at 6 o'clock at the Cox Pavilion, 7 o'clock in the Thomas and Mack Center. Yeah, I'm not sure if a lot of people realize that the old Gucci row for the UNLV Running Rebels, that's like a ton of the ticket prices at the VGK and the Raiders and that sort of stuff now. So, uh, right. you know, a lot more competition and a lot of money involved right. as well. All right, I want to thank uh, Albert Hall uh, from the NBA Summer League uh, again for his his uh, support of us being out here. Jazzy Jeff here, appreciate you, my man. Jazzy Jeff Rubino, Numchuck back in the studio, and of course Frank here and uh, T.C. Martin. We'll be back at it tomorrow, back in studio at uh, 2 o'clock, so make sure that you join us then. All right, miss any part of the show, you know where to go. Go to the website. It's all there for you at tcmartinshow.com. Have yourself a good one, and we'll talk to you tomorrow at 2.